0: Want to become successful in your personal and professional life? Learn the secrets of success, how to build atomic habits for improved productivity and develop a growth mindset with me, your mindset and success coach, Omar Qadri, and my fabulous guests that range from CEOs, entrepreneurs, life coaches, sports coaches, international sports athletes, and researchers right here on your favorite show called The Secrets of Greatness. Hello everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of this series called Secrets of Greatness. My name is Omar and in today's episode, I have another very very special guest for you guys um, in this episode, I have a guest with me who has spent almost a decade in management consultancy and now she has moved on to Amazon, where she is the digital innovation lead for Amazon web services in for Canada her and I we were actually um, uh, friends at Rotman, we went to Rotman together, and I can actually really testify that she is undoubtedly one of the most hard, one of the hardest working people that I have come across. And one thing I truly admire about her is her willingness to, um, you know, help others out. So please join me in welcoming the very amazing Debashree Dasgupta. Hey, Debashree, how's it going?
1: Hey, Omar, good. How are you?
0: fantastic are you excited to be here
1: oh yeah totally
0: (laughs) I'm, i'm so glad you agreed to do this i mean i know you and i we spoke about this earlier and you 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 were really really packed so i'm really grateful to you for making the time um to be on the show and to be uh giving us not just me but all the audience especially the youth and the young working professionals the opportunity to hear directly from you uh so thank you so much for that
1: yeah no problem happy to help
0: Awesome. The first question that I want to ask you is that, you know, we spoke about the fact that you have spent more than a decade um, uh, in the management consultancy area before you moved on to Amazon. And at Amazon, you are now the digital innovation lead for Canada AWS, right? Um, And a number of the young students and young working professionals early in their careers they would love, they would absolutely love to be in that kind of like a prestigious position. So to them, you're definitely a huge role model, right? You're definitely a success story to them. So very, very bluntly, Dabashri, tell us what does it really take? What does it really take to get to that kind of like a position in, 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 in your career?
1: Um, interesting question. I think... And I'm not gonna give the same answer, like hard work and all of that. I think that one is just a unknown fact, right um I think it's what you want to settle for um like just sure. to give you a background for myself i when I first started, I wasn't like I graduated in engineering right mm-hmm. chemical engineering that too, so you can imagine it's been a huge shift for me to go from engineering to um to working at a tech company, right? Like how do you make that shift? Um, And when I first started out in engineering, Mm -hmm. I knew pretty early on that it was not a place that I wanted to be partly because um, it's really important to know what you want in life and what's gonna make you happy, right? That's really important. Um, And I knew one of the things that that would make me happy is to be in a field where I got to interact with different uh, types of problems rather than focus on a specific industry. Um, So I knew I had that goal in mind you know I did a lot of research and networking to make sure that because everyone would look at my profile and be like okay you have an engineering background you've done 16 months of work at and this is when I graduated it was 16 months of work at a pharmaceutical Mm. like I did I did an internship at a pharmaceutical at the time uh, called Merck. Um, mm, yeah. where uh, I did a lot of R and D for pills. Like we used to actually physically make pills, oh, wow. um, yeah, for clinical trials, right? And and I had the option of going back there, but I wanted to give engineering another chance. And that's when I moved to Fort McMurray from, mm. um, from McGill. So like I finished in Montreal and I moved to Fort McMurray. And that was the time when I was like, okay, well, this is my second engineering job in a different industry in oil and gas. Um, I knew at that point that I wanted something that was you know, more fast moving. Uh, I wanted to get a taste of different industries. Um, I knew my strength at the time was to, you know, get um, really familiar with different problem ideas. Like I knew like I wanted to solve problems and mm-hmm. I wanted to do it in different industries. And the only career that seemed um, evident at that point was consulting. So, you know, to answer your question, um, it's really important to know what's gonna make you happy um, early on, right? What's gonna make you happy and what's going to, what skill set do you have that sort of matches that? And of course, there's always this thing of hard work, right? Like, what's your vision, right? Yeah. What's your vision? You know, where, what are you willing to settle for? Because I could have, at the time, just stayed in Fort McMurray, like a lot of my peers did. Um, they stayed in Fort McMurray. Some of them were happy, some were unhappy, right? Right. Um, it's about wanting to make that change for yourself.
0: So, tell me, understand one thing. It's a very interesting point that you bring up, pastry that you know, knowing what you want and knowing what you want to settle for, right? It's mm-hmm. it's very interesting. A lot of uh, the young ones, especially, right? It's very difficult for them to cancel out. There's so much noise these days, right? A lot mm-hmm. more noise than what you and I, we had when we were uh, starting up our careers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's social media, there's, uh, there are parents, uh, our teachers, there's like our friends, there's always these constant noise. How do you, what would you recommend to these kids who are listening to you? Like, how do you figure out what you actually really want and not get too influenced by the external noise that you're hearing constantly?
1: That's an interesting question. I know when I was younger, I struggled with that as well. It's a hard one, yeah. right? Because you have all of these society, societal pressures to be a certain way, to act yeah. a certain way. You know, What's considered success in society exactly. are very different things.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, so um, I learned early on that I it didn't matter to me what other people thought of what my opinions were in different parts of my life. Um, and the way I did that is I read a lot. I used mm. to read a lot of different points of view. Um, you know, it's especially in that age group and now with social media and stuff, it becomes very um, difficult sometimes to do that, right? Like to actually yeah. sit in one place and stay with your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I wish I had done more um, was to spend more time with myself. Like pick up that hobby that... Uh, is really going to help clarify your thoughts, and that for me right now is reading. So I could yeah. read any book, and it will just help me focus on. Like once I'm done reading a chapter, like I'll come out of it. It's like um, it's almost like a diversion that I had reading the book. I'll come out of it and be like, okay, um, you know, start thinking about that problem that had been bugging me, and then all of a sudden the answers come to me, right? So it's come now habitually. And the one mm-hmm. thing that I would say is that instead of like instagram or like facebook and all of these like shiny objects right um it's i'm not saying not to do them because then you know especially in that age group you want to be part of the the crowd and all of that stuff which is fine but it's also important to find that one hour that you're going to spend every day with yourself doing that activity that you really like because that will start as you grow older it's going to start giving you that clarity that you need whether that's painting it could be reading it could be You know, maybe reading the news, maybe like just disconnecting from all of that um, in order to in order to get there.
0: Yeah, It's, it's, it's really amazing you say that because actually I myself realized my love for reading. It kind of like got reignited a couple of years ago. And to me, that's like my similar to you. That's like my time where it's just me and what I'm reading and my thoughts and that's it. And the kind, it's, it's, isn't it amazing? Like the kind of sometimes clarity you like in a snap of a finger, you get some clarity for like a particular problem that you were thinking of, whether it's a work related problem or even sometimes a personal problem at, at home or something, right? You, sometimes you just get clarity by reading, spending that time reading a particular chapter. I don't know what it is, but it, it, it certainly has helped me. Is there a particular book? that you have read, which you would recommend kids to read if they are looking to gain that kind of clarity in terms of like, what should I do, right? Like there's this always this question, like especially the young ones who are going into university or are coming out, like, I don't know what to do. I'm not too sure about my career. It's something that I have heard number of times. So is there a particular book that you've come across that can really, if they read, if these kids read them, read that book, it, it'll give them clarity.
1: Um, I mean, I can give some general book recommendations that have been uh, have played a role in yeah. my life. Um, there's one book I'm reading right now, which I'm really enjoying. It's called Settle for More. Uh, okay. It's written by uh, Megan Kelly. So she was the Fox News, uh, uh, Fox News uh, reporter. Um, uh-huh. So if you've seen Bombshell, um, this is basically her biography. Um, Super interesting, right, because it gives you, uh, as you can tell, I love biographies, okay, Mm. so even just reading like Steve Jobs and like, you know, reading the the life of the people that have really made a difference in in the world and like, you know, having that bar set for yourself that I'm not saying that, you know, I'm gonna be the next Steve Jobs or like, you know, that's not what the book is intended to do, but in your world, you can make that difference, right? Whether that's a small scale or a large scale, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, it's making that impact. Um, So I I would say like, you know, biographies are a good one to like, just get um, a real world understanding of how people behave in their lives or what makes someone, you know, Steve Jobs, what makes yeah. Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, right? Um, and even if you don't want to read books, um, there is, uh, if you look at Netflix, right? Like everyone watches all these shows and stuff on Netflix. By the way, I, I cannot binge watch any show. It's very difficult me too. for me. Yeah, it's yeah. just very difficult for me to sit in front of the TV and watch it. I just feel like I'm wasting time. So Same here. the only one I did binge watch though was uh, Inside Bill's Brain.
0: I, I saw that. And yeah, I, and, I, I, and I I
1: really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I thought was it was amazing. just, yeah, he's just, like, such a fascinating person, right? Like, so fascinating, so really, fascinating. yeah, really, like, uh, it gives you, I think the, the whole show was really well made, and it talks it, about how he, you know, recuperated his personality from yeah. being Bill Gates to, to, you know, where he is now in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, yeah. Um, and I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it, and, and I think... Um, you know, even just watching those kind of things um, gives, uh, I think, a new appreciation for the things that really matter.
0: Right. No, I completely agree with you. And I, it's actually a very interesting point that you say, Debashri, that like reading biographies or watching these kind of like um, um, documentaries on Netflix or Amazon Prime, wherever you are watching it. It allows us to get a peek inside the brains of these so-called successful or great people, right? And once you try to um, understand their psychology, what's going on in their head, how did they cope with failures? Because all of them went through failures. Absolutely, right? How mm-hmm. did they cope with like personal tragedies? How did they cope with like, uh, you know, all different kinds of uh, shit that gets thrown at them? Um, and it's amazing to see, um, you know, get that peek into their brain through those biographies, and I think um from what you have said, I think what uh, the great recommendation for the kids who are listening is find out who that role model is for you and pick up his or her book, right? I'm pretty sure that, or or find a documentary of that person that you um, that you uh, who's a role model to you, and learn more and more and research more and more about that person so that you can really understand what it actually took for that person to get to where they are. And then ask yourself, are you willing to do those things? Are you willing to take those steps to get to the same point? And sometimes, as Debashri earlier mentioned, you don't have to be Steve Jobs like in that grand, the aura of the real Steve Jobs, but you can be your own Steve Jobs at your home, in your workplace, in your team, right? You don't have to be that big or enormous in terms of uh, the stature, right? So, yeah, thanks, th- definitely, Dabashree. That's uh, that's a great point, so thank you for sharing that. Um, let's uh, um, talk a little bit more about uh, personal development, right? You spoke about reading, um, and uh, and I think that's, we, we, we kind of, we can, I think you and I, we can agree on the fact that that's one thing that you particularly do and you enjoy doing um, and when you want to invest in your personal growth there are some uh, uh, some folks who do say like hey omar you know i'm not a big fan of reading so how else do i invest in myself in my personal development in my personal growth in my self-improvement what what, what recommendation do you have for them
1: Um, I like to be honest, I, you know, reading has been more prominent now with COVID, right? Because people are trying to pick up the hobbies that they may not have done because of their, um, you know busy lives or whatever right and i was definitely in that boat for a while where i would spend a lot of hours working and you know i just didn't get time to do it or i didn't make time right yeah. now i'm making time i have it right so reading reading i totally agree i think it, that really helps um even if you read a few pages a day um other ways of personal development like it doesn't have to be always reading related sometimes it's also dependent on um uh, one thing I did really effectively in high school was I um, volunteered a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's unfortunate I don't do that now. Um, I kind of stopped right before I started the MBA and it hasn't picked up since. Um, but yeah, I used to, you know, about things that really matter to you, right? Like in, in high school, I I volunteered at a senior home, um, which was, um, you know, at the time, they didn't know how to send emails and stuff and it was something simple like that right and i would help them send emails to their family right
0: oh that's so amazing that's... yeah so
1: i did a lot of i did a lot of that in high school and i think uh, it was partly because my parents were very like, you know, you you have to, we had just moved from Middle East to Canada when I was in grade eight. Um, and my parents were like, you know, you, like, this is one really nice way to to understand the culture here too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this whole thing about volunteering? Because, you know, a lot of times when you come, you're like, what? Volunteering? You're going to be working yeah. for free? But it's the whole thing is not about that. It's about giving back to the community. And and I think it really grounds you as a person. So whether, you know, figure out what that is of importance to you, right? Is it is it uh, things around um, uh, immigration? Like for instance, there's so many volunteer stuff you can do around helping new immigrants come into yeah. the country, right? Um, is it about you know helping people who can't help themselves? Like for instance, in an in elderly care home where people don't know a certain skill set, do you have that skill set to offer? Um, my sister, for instance, she's huge into like animal welfare, right? Like mm-hmm. for her, her, whole life has been around, um, you know, being at the Humane Society and helping those things. And I think personal development, the reason why that helps is first, it keeps you grounded. The second thing is also um, you meet people there who, you know, joined that organization for a reason. So networking with other folks who are in that, you know, understanding why they joined it and getting um, a glimpse into the life of other folks who are in that, Like that really is like to me, like talking to other people, if you don't want to read, talking to other people who are from different walks of life and who are not who are not normally in your network. Um, that really is a huge, huge input of you know, growing as a
0: person, right? No, absolutely I, I love, love that answer. Honestly, um, I think volunteering is really, really undervalued. Um and you you said a very interesting thing like you know when you came to canada from the middle east you know um at least back then when you and i we kind of like when we were uh when we came here in the 2000s um at that time at least for me even volunteering was kind of like an unknown area um uh, because it's not that common um at least in the in the area where i came from right and I'm so glad you brought that up because it is such an important point. Where it's something that you cannot—it's not just about giving back to the community that you're serving, or whether it's uh, old uh, old care homes, or at a shelter, or at a um, uh, you know animal welfare, or at a zoo, wherever you're volunteering, it has to align with your interests, right? Whatever you're volunteering, one you will automatically develop some sort of like an interest in in that area and even if you don't you will learn more about what you about your own self you'll gain that self-awareness as well t- through the process in my opinion you will learn like hey this is this is the cause that i'm actually really emotionally connected to or i'm not right and it's important to have that kind of like self-awareness early on and not to not to mention about the fact that you know. Talking to different people who are in different walks of their life, as you just said earlier, I think that is super, super crucial because that really gives us different perspectives um, that we normally don't come across. And that's Mm -hmm. what self-development is all about. One of the reasons why I read books is because to me, it feels like the author who I do not know, he's talking directly to me. I'm understanding a new person's perspective on a particular topic. Right. Mm -hmm. And similarly, as you said, um, when you talk, when you're volunteering, uh, you meet different people, you're ta- you need to talk to them, you must talk to them, learn more about them, be inquisitive so that you can gain more and more information and knowledge about different industries or different functions or different uh, areas of life. So no, that's such a great point you raised. Thank you so much for, for that. Um, one last question. Um, I want to shift gears to leadership now right mm-hmm. leadership is huge leadership is important uh huge part of uh, especially as a, a lot of my uh, young students right they aspire to be great leaders of tomorrow and debashree no doubt you are in a very uh, in a great leadership position at aws amazon web services so help us understand what does leadership mean to you and two what advice would you give to the young ones listening to you on this topic of leadership,
1: um, what leadership means to me, I think that um, like leadership is not always about you know having the biggest teams or being able to um, uh, you know sometimes it's like a, kind of like a title contest right mm. like oh I have the biggest title hence I must be the biggest leader I don't think. That's not how we view leadership within the our company, at least um, one of the things we say quite often, which is part of the reason why I love working where I work is because um, they say everyone is a leader. So one of the biggest, so it, it doesn't matter where you work, for instance, you could be a fulfillment center associate, uh, you're a leader or you are, you know, work at AWS, you're a leader, it doesn't matter, right? Like we're all leaders at the company. And one of the biggest, um, um, qualities of being a leader is is ownership, right? So uh, if you really want to be a leader and if you really want to show what you can do as a leader, um, the biggest uh, thing that you can do is to take ownership of whatever task has been given to you. So uh, whether it takes um, you know you to get your hands dirty when your team is completely overloaded with other stuff just to get the job done or if it is um, or if it requires you to teach other people and help other people to get the job done right taking ownership of your business and taking ownership of um, uh, whatever you have been tasked with mm-hmm. and doing it with ultimate like ultimate uh, diligence uh, to get the job done uh, is what what me is, you know, the signs of a a good leader. I've I've seen in my different, um, you know, companies that I've worked at, I've seen some really great leaders, and I've seen some leaders who are more fixated on the title, right? Like, I'm a leader, and I'm your manager, hence you must do what I ask you to do, right? That's one aspect. I've seen leaders who are like, okay you know this is what we need to get to um let's um uh, figure out how we can get this done together right and they'll be sitting side by side with me trying to get things done um same with me right like if i have a team i sit side, side by side with them to get it done um and to me that's that's leadership right where um you're taking ownership you're you're helping others in the process as well um whether they are subordinates to you or not it doesn't uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter um so long-winded answer but hopefully that that gives you a bit of context in terms of what leadership means to me
0: absolutely i think it does i think um, to me at least what i i think the biggest point you made debashri is the fact that don't chase those titles right don't chase those titles leadership is not just about those titles it is about your action and taking ownership of your uh, of of the actions that you're doing right yes. whether you're working at a company or you are Um, volunteering you have a job to do Mm -hmm. and if you are going above and beyond and making sure you do what is required and do more than that 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 in itself is you know leadership making sure you um the team is put first making sure you're working alongside i think you 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 use the word side by side right Mm -hmm. making sure you're working side by side alongside with your Team members, um, even if you are above uh, above them in the corporate hierarchy, it doesn't matter. Work with them side by side. Make make them feel like equals, right? Make them feel like equals to give them that motivation and that uh, sort of like empowerment as well. To, uh, yeah,
1: and and I'll just add, like you know, in a in a corporate setting, uh, a lot of people think of leadership as like you know the person with the biggest title, the most pay, you know, all of those things. Right. But actually the, the leaders, the best leaders that I've seen are not those people. It's the people who really inspire others to, you know, get to that end goal. Yeah. Right. And that person could be, you know, someone who supported it to you. It could be mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have that title at all, but, um, uh it's that charisma of being able to drive everybody to a common goal right yeah. and that person is is that is the leader
0: that's such a great point like it's not about like whether whether he or she is my manager or not i could actually be inspired by the janitor who knows right it's it's not about that it's not about the title and it's about who you are who you get inspired by uh, or are you inspiring other people to um to put their best foot forward, and are you inspiring them and motivating them in the right direction? Um, that's that's really well, really, really well put. Um, if you were to, um, you know, um, tell the kids or the or the audience, how would how to hone their leadership skills? What would be that one actionable tip? Something actionable that they can do to hone their leadership skills?
1: Um I mean at that at that age group I would say that I mean, we talked about volunteering and stuff already. I think I think in every walk of life, right? Um, find opportunities to help other people. Mm. Um, that's something that I've learned uh, even now. Like, you know, if somebody asks me for help, I rarely ever say no if I have time for it. And it aligns with, you know, it aligns with, uh, um, what they're asking for and I can make time for it, I will never say, I will never say no. Uh, and I can to testify
0: someone. to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, it's it's important for me to see you successful, right? And it's important for me to um, make sure that if somebody does ask me for help, that I can, if it's in my means to help them, I, I will. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's really important. A lot of times you'll see that, you know, when you ask others for help, there is... Um, A sense of competitiveness and like, oh, if I help them, like, you know, what does that mean? And like all those extraneous thoughts and, think if you want to be a good leader um, that those things are it's really important that if you can make time you help the people who matter to you Um, you know you whether it's sometimes they may be random people like understand intent right like why Mm -hmm. are they asking for your help Um, you know what's um, uh, make sure you do that right because you also don't want to like you know put yourself out there and help like a hundred people and then you don't have time for yourself right you have to prioritize what you need to do but around those constraints, um, you know, try to figure out the context and and help people um, because it comes back, you know, like it's like, I am where I am because of some very key people in my life. Um, And if they hadn't helped me at the time that I needed it, it would have been very difficult for me to be here. So uh, it it comes back karma, right? It (laughs) it all comes back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's actually so well put again, Dibashri. It's about, finding people or being a, being open to serve in a way right
1: mm-hmm. anybody
0: can be a leader as long as you're trying to help uh somebody right uh, and that could be for anything so for all the, all of you who are listening find ways in which you can help other people out right that will really really shape you shape your character shape your leadership skills um and uh, really you know it will give you the opportunity and the experience to be a better person. And leadership at the end of the day is about being that person who is always willing to help other people out. And if you think about it, and Dimashri, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, all of those great leaders that we all talk about and we all read about, like the Bill Gates of the world or the uh, Steve Jobs of the world, they never, they never got into that position for the fame or the title or the money in the first place. They were there because they were driven by some sort of like a cause, right? For Steve's mm-hmm. jobs, it was all about breaking the status quo that he was seeing around him. He was driven by that. He wanted to help people to and change the status quo. For, Steve, for Bill Gates, it was all about the his passion for um, it, it helping humanity be more productive. And he did that through uh, putting a personal computer um, in, in, in the homes of every every household in the United States and now the world pretty much, right? So it's not about the money. It's not about the title. It is about helping um, and serving a particular cause. That's what true leadership is. Yeah, right. and,
1: yeah and I'll add one more thing. There's a concept Please. that's been coming up a lot, right? It's around the concept of servant leadership. Like, I don't know if you've seen that in... You, you'll you hear it a lot, like there's a, this whole thing about like, you know, I'm a servant leader, right? And, and if you read the tenets of that, right, uh, and the difference between traditional leadership and servant, being a servant leader, what that means, like there is certain um, things that make you a servant leader, for instance, listening, right? Uh, traditionally, in leadership, um, there was a thing of authority that, hey, if I ask you to do something, you shall do it, right? And I don't want any ifs and buts sort of yeah. thing. Um, but now with servant leadership, how things have changed is that, you know, you empathize with your team, right? Yeah. You you figure out what, um, you listen, right? Because I think a lot of times in our society, we are driven to talk, So if you were sitting in a group of 10 people, um, you'll see that, eight out of the 10 people are going to be talking. And then there's only two people who are actually listening. Um, But then when the two people actually talk, they have basically absorbed all of this information from the eight people and they are able to process their thoughts. And when they speak it, they're like, you're like, wow, how did you come up with that? Right, like, right. So those listening persuasion, like all of those things, like um, the concept of servant leadership, I think is becoming more and more prominent now in, in uh, in this day and age.
0: Absolutely. And it, it goes back to even, if, if I may, um, it, uh, what you have just said, it ties so perfectly well with uh, Simon Sinek's uh, book, the Leaders Eat Last, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that really resonated with me was uh, um, Nelson Mandela. He always spoke about leading from behind, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not about leading from the front. He was always about leading from behind and that's what you're talking about in a way if you think about it that it's not about you being the first person in the room to talk about you know when you are in a meeting room it's usually like the leader will you know whoever is the manager or the vp or someone they will start off the the the, uh, the paradigm is shifting the paradigm is shifting to the leaders speaking last because then as you said they have now absorbed all the information that they need to hear from their team, from their people, and now they can speak with even more uh, data points and make better and more informed decisions collectively.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well put. Yeah,
0: for sure. oh that's uh, that's great. I think uh, that's that's extremely well said, Debashree. Uh, those were basically all the questions that I had. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I actually really do. I think um there were some absolute gems that you threw at us um, um especially for the audience i really hope uh, you guys watching you guys l- got an opportunity to learn from a leader like debashri and uh, you you guys gained some really really powerful insights from her what you just learned has given you new knowledge but knowledge is not power it is potential power it only becomes power when you activate your learning I invite you to leave a review with your learnings from this episode. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your favorite social media channel with your feedback, comments, questions, and learnings. And tag me at IamOmarPadri. Because when you synthesize your learning by writing them down, you transport them from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode to learn better and grow faster.